1: It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you
3: going to give them that will demonstrate that they should?
0: Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, November 30th. This is episode 229. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. Hi, Mr. Duffy. How's it going? Very, well, it's, it's going. <laughs> it's going. I mean, things It's things have been better. Things have been worse. It's It's, it's life. Yeah. We had a week off for Thanksgiving. Yep. And that was, it was nice seeing a bunch of family. Uh, Tracy's family always comes and stays with us for the holidays or, well, for both Thanksgiving and Christmas time, we have like the whole family over at our house because
3: you got the space. It,
0: yeah. We have the space. You know, the kitchen is a nice gathering area. It's like made for entertaining kind of thing. And. You know, I I just fucking love her family. They're all just so awesome and fun and nice and, you know, nice to be around. And we always have a good time. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. What have you been okay. doing? Because you, well,
3: you've not been here for a bit. Yeah, I wasn't here for the last show because I'd worked six days at the fire station. Then I went and shot some stuff for a buddy's pilot show. And then I was like, fuck, I'm tired. What were you shooting? A uh, guy who they needed some content shot, shot for guy? no, not no. like with a with a camera. Oh, or I told people what to shoot with their cameras. Oh, uh, for a TV show on Velocity. Velocity, it's oh, a, it's a car, heard car heard show. Channel. It's like a network that's all about cars and that kind of stuff, mm. uh, automotive type stuff. Things that offer velocity. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they go fast. <laughs> uh, and then we had Sarah's parents. And brothers over for Thanksgiving and, nice. su- and surprise her parents with the brothers being there. So that was... Oh, yeah. I think you told me that it was like the first time in... I think it's like close to like 10 years that they've all been in the same place at once is what they were saying. Wow. Sarah thought it was like eight. I think her mom said, no, it's closer to 10. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And then uh, today's also my dad's birthday. oh. <gasps> Happy birthday, Papa Duffy! Hey, my mama makes sure he listens. Happy birthday, father! <laughs> how old is he now? Don't ask me that question. I gotta do math in my head now. <laughs> well, We're it doesn't involve percentages or fractions,
0: so ideally you would be okay. Yeah, so I couldn't tell you how old my dad is either. So I know he was eighteen when so he when I was born. Uh,
3: so he's older than I am. <laughs> I had to take about three minutes the other day to go. Fuck! Someone goes, "Hey Duffy, how old are you?" I'm like. It's an even year. Nice. You've reached the age where you've forgotten how old Uh, you are. That was a few years ago where I I completely missed 33. No, 32. (laughs) I missed 32 altogether Uh because I kept telling people I was 31. Mm -hmm. And then I was sitting there one day. I'm like, am I 31? I'm like, wait, it's an even year. I was born on an even (laughs) year. I can't have an odd year birthday. It's got to be an even one. I'm like, I must be 32. And I turned 33 in like two weeks.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know there were at least a few times this year that I told people that I was 43 and that's a goddamn lie. I'm 44. (laughs) I just, I've, I forget how old I am sometimes. And I think Tracy overheard me. Like somebody asked who, how old I was. And I said 43. And she's like, no, I'm 44 and we're the same age. So she's like, you're, you're, you're a month. Well, I'm not quite a month older. I'm." My birthday is January 21st and hers is February 12th. Oh, okay. So like three weeks apart. Yeah. And yeah, so she's like, no, we're the same age. And I know I'm 44. Uh, it, we were born in an even year. This is an even year. <laughs> You're not 43.
3: That's how I do it now. I go, wait, is it an even or odd year? Is it past March? And what do I remember <laughs> my last birthday being? <laughs>
0: That's kind of cool how we break it down into a hierarchy of things like odd or even year. And then are we past whatever month? And yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else going on?
3: Uh, Not that I feel like I'm should I? I don't know.
0: Well, I, you mentioned stuff to me. We didn't talk. Uh, well, maybe we'll wait until you Until have stuff more. is passed. Yeah. I,
3: I like to give up my good news when it's actually Firm. Like fulfilled itself. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a good plan. That's, that's a good way to go about
0: things usually. Uh, so yeah, getting back to the holidays and having the family over and everything. Um, Tracy's family came in. They, they stay with us for like a week every Thanksgiving and a week every, uh, Christmas. And mainly, you know, most of the family lives here in the state, but one mm-hmm. of her brothers lives in Texas. One of them lives in California. And so they're
3: both freezing when they got here.
0: Well, <laughs> well, and then it's funny too, because they usually switch off like, uh, Tracy's brother from California usually comes out here for Thanksgiving, but then okay. because he's got young children, he wants to, you know, have the family thing at his house for Christmas. So they stay home for Christmas and Tracy's other brother, uh, who lives in Texas now, uh, they usually go to his fiance's parents place for Thanksgiving and then they come here for Christmas and. Yeah, so that's that's usually how things go. I think there've been a couple of years where they were both here for one or other holiday, but uh yeah, for Thanksgiving it was Tracy's oldest brother. Tracy's the oldest child in the family. And then her oldest brother usually comes out here for Thanksgiving and his two adorable kids. (laughs) Oh my god, they're so cute. And she so she's started taking the C B D gummies. Yeah. Because she's got she's she's I would have described her as antisocial. She, she has a lot of social or, anxiety. Yeah. And so she often comes across as distant or really bitchy to a lot of people. <laughs> 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 and she's like, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but so she started taking these CBD gummies to help deal with some of her anxiety issues and they've like changed her personality a whole lot. I I don't know. Like, I'm guessing you may have noticed a, a bit of a difference. Like she comes down and talks to us before the show <laughs> and is friendly, usually and warm and whatever. But she, she's like, I, it was probably a month ago. She came into the kitchen and she's like, you know, I think these gummies are really helping me out a whole lot. Like, I was striking up conversations with strangers in the supermarket today (laughs) when I I
3: went grocery shopping. That is not like her.
0: No, no, usually she's just like, who the fuck are you? And why are you in my space? Like back the fuck off. But yeah, so she's been digging that anyway. So the whole family's here. You know, we had a, a nice Thanksgiving. One of the, one of the things that really sucked about this year is the two days prior to Thanksgiving. Well, it was probably the day before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, most of our listeners know that, uh, Tracy's bio dad died when she was really young. He was a electrician, fell out of a cherry picker to his death. Uh, her step, one of her step, her first stepfather was in a horrific motorcycle accident when she was younger and he lost portions of both of his legs. And now he's a born again crazy Christian mm-hmm. guy. He, and he's always been an asshole, but then her second stepfather who basically raised her and and her uh, other siblings um died earlier this year just like two or three months ago yeah it
3: and it was right around hunting season yeah yeah it
0: was in october <clears throat> yeah yeah early to mid october and so that was a really bad deal um so let's see he died and then her grandfather on her dad's side of the family died he
3: was the world war Two vet the bomber pilot
0: yeah 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 so he died really recently so so since october she's lost her stepdad who basically raised them all her grandfather and her on her father's side of the family and then during the thanksgiving break that we were all on uh she lost her uncle lauren who I mean, it was just an unexpected, really horrific, awful death. He, he had gone in for, um, neck surgery. He had, he had injured his neck sometime earlier in his life and had all kinds of problems for a long time and had finally decided that he was going to go in and have some of the issues surgically repaired in his neck. He was starting to lose feeling in his arms and. Uh, you know, could hardly move his right arm anymore and was starting to atrophy. So they were going to go in, fix his neck, everything was going to be great. But when they went in to actually do the surgery, the his spine had deteriorated a lot more than the doctors had initially thought. And so it turned into a much bigger deal. And they ended up fusing, I think, three or four of his vertebrae together during the surgery. And then he was only in the hospital for a day after the surgery. And then they booted him out. So, he goes home and he's supposed to not lay down at all. Uh, they they gave him like, you know, when you get an accident or you hurt your neck, they yeah, the, give you the padded collar thing yeah, that you're supposed to The one to that wear. you put
3: on when you go into to file a lawsuit. Right, right. <laughs> you so, walk in on crutches me. limping. <laughs>
0: you, you've developed a limp and a really bad neck problem. Yep. And so, anyway, they gave him one of those collars. You know, they they performed the surgery. Uh put in some drains and everything while he was still recovering. Kick him out of the hospital the next day and send him home with his collar on and some heavy pain medication. Tell him that he can't lay down and you know that he needs to you know keep taking his pain medication regularly, check his wounds and mm-hmm. drains and everything and so his wife set him up in the basement in a mm-hmm. in a recliner with his phone next to him, you know, a drink, whatever set her alarm to come back in a few hours and give him some more pain meds and, you know, had set the phone next to him in case there was any issue. He could call her, he could do whatever. And then apparently sometime during the, during the night after she had gone to bed, uh, he woke up and, you know, and it, and it's one of those things where So we, we first find out that he had died because we're laying in bed Wednesday morning and Tracy's mom calls and, you know, I, I can just kind of hear a little bit of noise coming Mm -hmm. out of the phone. I can't hear all the conversation, Uh, but I can hear Tracy's reaction and then I can hear a little bit of noise. And so Tracy answers the phone and she's like, Hey, what's going on? And it's her mom. And there's a little bit of a pause and, you know, Tracy, her eyes get really big and she kind of slumps down and she's like, what? what, what happened? And she's like, no mom, I can't, I can't understand you. What's going on? What are you, what are you saying? And then I can hear her mom just start sob, like just racking sobs on the phone. And Tracy's like, what is going on, mom? You're freaking me out. I can't understand you. What the hell is, what happened? And then, then I hear Lauren, which is Tracy's uncle. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I hear a bunch of other mumbling and some like wailing cries and and Tracy's like, what? He's dead? What happened? What happened? And yeah, so Tracy's mom, you know, through her sobbing eeks out that her brother is now dead yeah. unexpectedly. And Tracy's like, what happened? And she's trying to get information from her mom. And her mom was just too grief stricken to basically even talk. It was just, she's trying to let the other family members know.
3: Doesn't she know how to do a group text? And. <laughs>
0: she does they have this they like tracy's all of her siblings and her mother have this facebook conversation that is just they're all commenting out there like all day every day throughout the day you know razzing each other and whatever they're they're really they're really close and and i don't know i i admire how close they are and and how much they don't often say that they love each other, but it's it's obvious it's, through yeah. the way that they treat each other and and their interactions and how much they communicate and everything. It's it's really it's really cool. It's a good thing to see. Um, so our mom basically barely is able to eke this out, and you know Tracy breaks down. She's crying. She's not entirely sure what's going on. And her brother and his wife and their kids are staying here with us. And yeah. so they're you know the, of course they know and they're upset. They don't and. Yeah. And I had I had met Lauren a few times. He's he he was he, he was an interesting guy. <laughs> <laughs> he he wasn't religious at all and was he's a over the road trucker. Okay. So he wasn't around a whole lot. and well, um, that probably wasn't
3: good for his neck to begin with, sitting there in a bounce. Right, yeah. Chair. Well and he
0: hadn't been able to work for the past three or four months because yeah. he couldn't move his right arm. He couldn't Shit. he couldn't even <laughs> drive. So that's why he opted to have yeah. the surgery so that he could go back to work. Um, But so, you know, everybody's distraught. Everything, you know, everything is shit the day before Thanksgiving. And Wednesday typically is the day that they do a lot of prep work for the big meal on Thursday. So, you know, it's very somber attitude Wednesday as we're learning dribs and drabs about what had happened. So through a bunch of different phone calls and interactions, we find out that, he apparently had had woken up and we'd, we're not sure what woke him up, but whether it was pain or whatever, but he had gone into the bathroom. They live in a well, his wife now lives in and he used to live in a town in a townhouse with three different levels. So it's narrow. They've got stairs. Mm-hmm. But apparently he had gone into the bathroom in the basement and uh looked in the mirror and, you know, obviously could tell that something was wrong. And apparently there's bloody handprints on either side of the sink as he's leaning forward to look at himself in the mirror. And then uh apparently he had ripped off the collar and just thrown it away because it must have been choking him. Uh, he had a lot of internal bleeding. Uh, his his face and neck were just bloated and full, puffy, full of blood. He had had um, gastric bypass surgery early this year and had lost okay. a ton of weight. And his abdomen was completely bloated. But so apparently he knew something was wrong, went into the bathroom, you know, ripped off the collar. And then from everything else that we've been able to figure out, it he must have panicked, forgot that the phone was down there or he couldn't talk on the phone. We're not sure. But then he tried. He wasn't supposed to even walk anywhere. Yeah. But he tried going up the stairs. And so there's. And, you know, he's just he's just bleeding all over the place. So there's bloody handprints and everything all over the stairs and the carpeting. And he made it up the first flight of stairs and then collapsed and apparently just bled out there in the living room at the at the top of the stairs. And so then his wife gets up, you know, a couple hours later to give him his medication and discovers him dead with blood everywhere.
3: Which I can't imagine what that would be like to wake up like duh,
0: duh,
2: duh, duh.
3: oh shit
0: oh yeah I mean just you know you wake up expecting oh I need to go give Lawrence yeah. pain
3: medication and
0: you walk down and there's a, a what, what, bloated, looks like a murder scene yeah bloated body blood everywhere uh, and and it just sucks because it's obvious that like there was there was however long the period of time was there was a period of time that he knew something was yeah. horribly horribly wrong and desperately needed help and, you know, panicked or couldn't talk on the phone, whatever, tried to get help and just couldn't. And so that bit of his death is really, really weighing heavily on a lot of the family members, Tracy included. They had a big family gathering the Sunday before he died uh, at another one of her uncle's uh, homes north of Ogden. And the whole family was there uh, Tracy and I basically were the only people not there. And it's because we had tickets to go see David Sedaris that night. And, you know, where her other uncle lives, where they were going to celebrate her grandfather's 90th birthday is more than an hour away from us. So, you know, it's like two and a half hours round trip drive mm-hmm. for us. And we didn't know if we'd be able to make it back in time for the show that we'd had tickets for forever. So Tracy's like, oh, you know, well, we'll just not, you know, we'll bag this. We're seeing everybody for the holidays anyway. You know, no big deal but so we didn't go took a bunch of family photos and of course lauren's there Mm -hmm. pre-surgery and everything like he you know this was this was on sunday that they had the big family party he went in for surgery monday and they discharged him tuesday and he died tuesday night or early wednesday Wednesday morning yeah so you know she feels really terribly that Or she feels really terrible that we didn't make it to the family party. She didn't get to see him one last time, whatever. And excuse me. And of course, her grandfather is really having a hard time with it. It's the first child. I don't want to say the first child. It's the only child that they've lost in their entire lives. He just celebrated his 90th birthday. So they had the, you know, they got the family party on Sunday Lauren goes in for surgery Monday, comes home Tuesday because the hospital basically kicks him out because that's all his insurance will pay for. And I want to revisit that topic later, (laughs) but that's that's all his insurance will pay for. So he goes home, and you know, and like I say, ends up dying Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. And then we've still got everybody in town. We've got everything. We're gonna do the Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving thing. And yeah, so that was really hard. Her grandparents are, took it very, very hard. Her grandfather, Tracy's like, I think I've heard my grandfather cry maybe one other time in my entire life. And he was just inconsolable and, you know, had ma- apparently made comments to other family members about, you know, this will really have you questioning your faith and, you know, why would this kind of thing happen? And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this because. His faith for the 90 years of his life now, you know, he just celebrated his 90th birthday this last Wednesday and he didn't want to have a family party or anything. He's like, what, what is, what's to celebrate? I'm 90 years old. I lived long enough to see one of my children die. Wow. That's great. You know? And, but I mean, his, his faith has taught him his entire life that if he leads a good life, that good things will happen to him. And so when something like
3: this happens, which is like the worst thing that can happen to you. Oh,
0: yeah. And and to to have such a tragic and horrific and, and you know, as, like I said, as, as the details of his death, you know, are leaked out to us in dribs and drabs and we find out that, oh, he realized something was wrong. There was a period of time where he understood something was wrong. He tried to seek help. He crawled up the he, stairs on his hands and knees. He, he was, knew he was dying. Yeah, he knew he was dying. He knew something was terribly wrong and you know what the, just the state of panic and fear that that would instill in a person and then for the people well, who are left behind who realize the the abject horror that this person was going through and had absolutely no help mm-hmm. you know that 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 feeling of total and complete helplessness where you know oh my god i'm i'm dying right now I, if i don't get help right now i'm going to fucking die yeah and like i said he was you know lauren wasn't a religious person he was you know, grew up here in Utah, and his family were predominantly LDS people. But he hadn't had any religious belief for quite a while. I think he was an atheist. He told me he told me the last time I saw him uh, that he had started listening to the show. Oh, really? And I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, oh, it's pretty good. He you know, guys talk about a lot of things that are very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. Well, great you know i'm glad you're glad you're digging it it sounds like and and he said well yeah i just you know i drive and so i just listen listen to a bunch of different things and i i you know remembered that you had a show and so i started listening to you guys it
3: was pretty good well that means we're back down to three listeners then
0: (laughs) (laughs) damn it your mom and lauren (laughs) um but yeah so i mean and and he was a pretty decent guy. He, like I said, he was kind of a blowhard and and a bit of a know-it-all, and he liked the sound of his own voice. But he, in his later years, really learned to appreciate the family that he had and the relationships that he had, and had reconciled a bunch of relationships with people. was was becoming a really really great guy. And you know, like I said, had the gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. Was his health was getting a lot better. He went in to take care of his neck so he could go back to work. And he He's dies. Trying to better himself. Yeah. And so, of course, Tracy's grandparents are are still very, very distraught and upset about it. Her grandfather is questioning his faith. And it's like, why wouldn't you have questioned it before now? You, you've been around for 90 years. You've seen yeah. a lot of horrible shit
3: <laughs> throughout
0: that time. Oh,
3: right? yeah. I mean, 90, you – so he was born right around the time of the Great Depression. Mhm he's seen World War II,
1: Vietnam, all that bullshit. Vietnam, the Vietnam Korean, Korean, Korean War yeah
3: all all presidential of scandals the assassination of Kennedy but he's also seen the moon landing and advances in technology and medicine and he
0: loves technology like he can barely see or hear but he loves computers <laughs> he loves
3: smartphones like he's he's all about it which well, is, that's the which my, is gran- really cool. my grandfather always whenever i Get back home. He always goes, Hey, can you sit, sit down and write down how to do that thing on the computer again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's, he's really upset about it and is, is questioning things. And it's just, it's so disappointing that he's lived 90 years believing that if he did the right thing, God would always take care of him and his family. And then something like this happens and it's making him question whether there's a god and if there even if there is a god if it's a good god or god or a god that's worthy of worship and it's just it's it's sad to me that people have to have a personal tragedy before they can personally identify with and understand the point of view of a lot of other people right they can't mm-hmm. they can't there's not enough empathy within them initially to to hear somebody else's story and be able to personally uh empathize with that person and understand that yeah you know i may not have gone through the same circumstance but i understand why you would be questioning things or why you would why you would have whatever situation in your life that is bringing you down you know making you anxious causing causing problems in your life i can understand why you would feel the the way you do you know maybe we can look at it from another point of view there are other things that are going on whatever but just the lie that has been fed to him for 90 years that leads to a point where now he's 90 years old and is just now starting to question things. And I'm sure that is even more terrifying for him now that he's reached such an advanced age. His health isn't well. Like I said, he can barely see, he can't hear very well. Uh, He's got some other health issues. You know, Tracy's grandmother is not a whole lot younger than he is and she's got other health issues and like he said they've they've lived just long enough to see one
3: of their children die in
0: a in a horrific under horrific circumstances
3: if their if their mortality wasn't already in the back of their minds it definitely is now and then he's contemplating well fuck is what i spent my entire life dedicated to even real yeah that's probably more crushing yeah and it would be terrifying. Yeah. After, after 90 years. You think you have it figured <laughs> out. You think you know exactly what's going to happen. You're ready to go to that celestial kingdom. You're all bags packed, ready to go. Then it's like, oh shit, I don't have my ticket. Yeah. Wait, the flight doesn't fucking exist.
0: There. Yeah, there may be no airport. <laughs> <laughs> it all could be a big fucking lie. We're
3: in the fucking matrix. <laughs>
0: It's just, it's, it's heartbreaking that it's taken this long for him to even really think about it. And I mean, I'm sure he's thought about it a little bit because he knows Tracy's an atheist, but her whole family, her whole family who is still super religious, just. They do the typical Christian thing where they figure it's a phase or, you know, she's being misled. She just wanted to see she, and she'll eventually come back to the church. They don't ever take the time to sit down and have a conversation. Like, well, with why, why,
3: right? do, why don't you believe right. that? Right. And
0: it's because they're terrified of the prospect of losing their belief, of losing their faith, of even questioning their faith because therein lies the road to ruin and Perdition and hell yeah. or outer oh. darkness or whatever your personal religious beliefs are as far as not getting into the yeah. kingdom of heaven and sitting at God's right hand,
3: right? It's, it's the exact reason why we said it before. They've set the church up, the Mormon church, around distracting you from the outside world to make you the church all-encompassing in your life so that way you don't have those distractions.
0: Yeah, and, and to treat this life as if it's a doormat mm-hmm. that you— You know, this is just the stop. It's a very, very tiny minor distraction on the road to eternity. Yeah. And living in a gold mansion in the sky. And that'd be heavy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and now, now he's questioning all of that. And when you, when you reach that advanced age and you, and you start to realize that, oh my God, this is possibly the only life that I will ever live. This is the only chance that I have. To be a good person, to do good in the world, not to prepare for some, you know, afterlife that I have no evidence for, that I have no proof of, that I've only been offered vague, airy fairy promises for in the past. And, and
3: you've been told your whole life to recite, I believe the book is true. Yeah. Yeah. I and believe Joseph believe Smith it. was a prophet yeah. of God.
0: All of that bullshit. And now you start questioning it. And that's gotta be a terrifying thing. And, and it's, it's the, 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 Influence of religion in people's lives just seems so pernicious and so awful when you when you really stop to think about all of the things that they do, thinking that, well, this life isn't all there is. I'm this is just to prepare me for a much better life. Yeah. No, this is it's, it. This is all you've got. Yeah. This is you, you know, and then you lose that person. And the thing that really struck me throughout all of this is how many family members, and I've mentioned it before, that. You know, when, when death happens in the lives of, you know, devoutly religious people, they still mourn. They still, they still feel this profound sense of loss, which has always seemed really fucking weird to me for religious people who believe that they're going to see this person again. Not only are they going to see this person again, but the person who is now no longer with us here on earth is so much better off now. They're, they're in, you know, they're living up in heaven with Jesus on, Clouds with harps and angels, and living in a gold mansion. Everything, all of their desires, wants, needs taken care of. They feel no pain. They're restored to their perfect health. Everything is wonderful. You should be celebrating. I mean, if you actually believe that, you would celebrate that that person is now living
2: yeah, that man. life,
3: right? Well, I, while you're saying that, I know I mean I know we've had this conversation before, but it just popping yeah. my head. You no, know, what if our response to death is our primal response to it? What do you mean? Like, we're not, even though you might have thinking, oh, they're going to a better place. They say that, oh, they're in a better place. i could get to see them again. But they still have that really sad response. Yeah. Kind of like you see with, uh, they've demonstrated with elephants. Like, they make the same trek every year. They'll stop to mourn at the spots where elephants have died on that trail on journeys before. It's like, that elephant right. died Five years ago, but they remember the exact spot when they come walking through. elephant never forgets. (laughs) Right? Well, it's pretty true. They they got a pretty good fucking memory. Yeah, yeah. But they mourn and they they cry like animals cry. They mourn the loss of other animals, and I think it's like just an animal instinct to
0: well, well, an animal mourn a
3: loss. Animals have no religious belief, right? They don't. That's what I'm saying. They they have zero religious belief, but they mourn just like we mourn. I'm like that's our animalistic side mourning. Yeah. Death.
0: Yeah. But you would think that if you are a re- a really devout believer who believes in all of these promises of an afterlife that sure you may mourn that oh well you know i won't get to talk to them for however long that i'm still alive mm-hmm. and and you know certainly i'm going to go into heaven where my loved one who's now dead is going to be and i'll be able to see them again so you would mourn them not being around right now like like oh you've yeah. you've gone on a long voyage i won't see you again for quite a while uh But I eventually will be traveling to your new home, and I'll see you there. We'll meet up again. No big deal, you know. I'll I'll think about you, and you can visit me because you're yeah. a spirit, and you can travel around. Whatever. <laughs> it's it's a it's a temporary separation. I'm not going to be inconsolable in your death, right? I I will understand that. Yeah, it sucks that I won't get to see you right now, but eventually I will, and it'll, yeah. and things will be better. And when we went to you know like I said, he wasn't a religious person so he didn't want a religious service, he didn't want to be buried, he wanted to be cremated, and her you know that was a whole other issue with her grandparents because they're old school l d s so no her, cremation her grandfather didn't want him to be cremated, he wanted him to be buried and
3: well bur- there there are some other issues
0: the yeah, there are some other very troubling issues surrounding yeah. that 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 are more personal that that I won't really get into on the show, but so there was that whole issue. And then when they had any kind of service for him, initially they've just had like a viewing, uh, mm. and they had the viewing last weekend. It was the, it was on Friday, okay, after Thanksgiving because, that's yeah that so that's when that's when they had the viewing, either Friday or so, I think it was Friday, but. You know, so Tracy's brother and sister in law had to go to that right before they leave. Like, oh, jeez, They tried to schedule uh, everything so the family members could all be there and help support each other yeah. and see Lauren one last time. And, and, you know, so Tracy's brother and sister or her, her brother and his wife and their kids, you know, had to go to this viewing and then straight from the viewing to the airport yeah, to leave. That's gotta back be to a California. very. Oh, yeah. A well, horrible and, dude, flight. and this is, and this poor guy, like, he, he, had been evacuated from his home because of the California wildfires had just barely gotten back into his home. Like the day of, or the day before they flew out here, had all kinds of problems, you know, then his uncle dies while he's out here, flies back home after leaving the viewing, gets home. And he had a fucking tree fall on his house while they were away. It was just like, God damn it, man. He should not buy a lottery ticket. (laughs) So so it's just been like a lot of really fucking depressing, awful news. But through it all, her, you know, Tracy and her siblings have managed to still be yeah. in fairly good spirits and very supportive of each other. And it's just been awesome to see.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Mikey Weinstein. I'm the founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. It's back in the 1600s. Princess Elizabeth of Bohemia carried on a correspondence with Rene Descartes, who was trying to defend mind-body dualism. And Elizabeth demanded No, how could something immaterial like the soul affect something material like the brain or the body? Descartes was never able to answer that question, and these days, science has gone way beyond that. We know a lot more about what is happening. We can literally see memories being formed. We can see the chemical changes in neurons. So the soul is supposed to also have memories. How do the memories get from the neurons to the soul? We know that brains often have false memories in them. Does the soul in the afterlife carry those false memories, or are they somehow corrected after death? Rejoining the Godless
2: Revolution podcast now.
0: Okay, so kind of picking up where we had left off. One of the other things that really stuck out to me when they held the viewing was uh, Uncle Lauren's wife uh, came up to me and and she knows that Tracy and I are atheists. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've kind of talked about it a little bit when they've been over at the house. And like I said, Here. Lauren wasn't religious, and she really isn't either. And I don't know if you don't own a shirt that isn't atheist. I do, (laughs) but they're, they're, they're the minority in my closet for sure. Uh, but so we'd, we'd walked into the funeral parlor and, and of course, Linda, the, his, his wife is just, I mean, can you imagine like you, you're, you're supposed to be the one who's there to take care of this person after surgery. You get them all set up. You think everything is fine. And. You wake up in the middle of the night to go and give them more pain medication and realize that you failed in your duties of protecting this person, right? And not only did you fail, but they died horrifically while they are under your care. And so she is just devastated by this you always
3: go into the hindsights the what ifs so what what, what if i would have stayed yeah. down there with him for the that night w- that was if, her big thing is yeah. i should have
0: stayed down there with him i should have been right there by his side the whole time i should have been there where you know the, i should have been right there with him the whole mm-hmm. time and it's like you can't you can't do that and you can't i mean sure you can second guess but you shouldn't because if you're just
3: beating yourself up over something you have zero control over and it's right. already happened
0: yeah yeah nothing's going to change And, and to, to worry about that now is just, it's, you don't, you shouldn't have to worry about that because we all understand that you're, you would be terribly upset by this and, and grieving and we all feel really terribly alongside you and understand that, yes, you do feel like you're partially responsible for this because you weren't there, but nobody else blames you for that. And I think maybe that's. A part of why she was voicing this was she wanted to make sure that, you know, people didn't think that, that she, that it was her him. fault or, yeah. you know, that she should have been there. She wanted to, she was, she was, I think, probably seeking reassurance that everybody else in the family was okay with the fact that, you know, she wasn't right there, that, that it was, that it was beyond her control, I think, basically is what she was seeking. Well, I mean, assurance it, it was
3: unexpected, extremely unexpected. So she probably oh, yeah. went to bed, think, you no, know, they went to a doctor. They're following the doctor's orders. They're doing what the doctor said. So you figure, well, if you're doing what we're told to do from the doctor, the professional that just did the surgery. Everything will everything be okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know, what, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it was. But so we walk into the funeral parlor and like the, you know, Linda came over and she's crying and she gave me a big hug and it was one of those really long hugs where she's kind of trembling and, and didn't really want to let go. And she's talking to me while she's sobbing and, and, you know, we, we finally break our little hug and we're standing there next to each other. And I've still got my arm around her and she's, she kind of pats me on the chest and she's like, do you believe in, in, in like life after or like, like, and she could barely get the words. Like like, like an after after. And I'm like in an afterlife and, She's like, yeah, yeah. Do you believe in like life after death or an afterlife or 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 heaven or you know like a sixth sense or anything like that? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. And you know, I'm not going to lie to somebody just yeah. to try to make them feel bad. And she asked, you know, it wasn't like I walked in and said, oh, he's fucking gone. You'll never see him again. There's no afterlife. Everything <laughs> is bullshit. Blah blah blah. She asked, and I'm, not, and I'm not going to lie to her. Yeah. To to. You know, try to make her feel better, better about something. Like her beliefs are her beliefs. She can believe whatever she yeah. wants, whatever. And I have no issue with that as long as she's not harming anybody else or herself. But I think this this particular belief is is a bit harmful. Because she says, do you believe in an afterlife? I said, me? Oh, no, absolutely not. And she's like, oh, well, I do. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and she said, well, you know... Lauren used to call me, he'd call like 25 times a day, even when he's on the road, you know, he was just always calling me all throughout the day. And he'd call every single day, tons and tons of times throughout the day. And, you know, we were, we were earlier, we were sitting in here and, and my phone started ringing and I opened up my purse and I pulled out my phone and, and it was a call from Lauren. And, and she says, and, you know, his daughter was here and she said, Oh, well, that's him just, you know, calling like he always would to reassure you that everything's okay and he's here with us. And they go into this like you know, bullshit yeah. explanation of why they think this all happened. Was she using the opportunity to try to proselytize? No, I don't think she I don't think she was, and I don't think the daughter was either. Okay. I, I think it was all intended to, you know, try to placate People try to make them feel a little bit better about what had happened. And, oh, yeah, he's still here with us. He'll always be here. That that kind of bullshit the religion feeds to people, yeah. right? And, of course, you know, if, if he typically called her multiple times per day, I'm sure that – oh, and so here's the other thing is that she also had his phone with her in her oh. bag, apparently. Okay. And so, you know, if he typically called her multiple times a day, every single day, of course – in the call log history her number would be the first one if there was a you know like has she never heard of a fucking butt but dial yeah. you know and i didn't say any of this yeah. of this to her and she may even hear this later and it's like if you do linda understand that i love you and i i'm not trying to belittle you or your beliefs this is this is my opinion and i and i hope you'll take it in the in the caring way that, that it's intended for for me to just say that i you know I understand that people would maybe want to hold on to those types yeah. of beliefs because it makes them feel better, but it's still not true. And so you have to decide, do you care about, do you care more about what is true or what is going to make you feel good? And how long will that make you feel good? Because her grandfather for 90 years has yeah. felt pretty safe and secure in his religious beliefs and now they're failing him. You know, other people, it would fail them much earlier in life. So how long do you hold on to a belief that ultimately you have no evidence for you can't prove is true you're believing it in spite of having no no evidence for it you're relying on faith to believe in something that you want to believe and now that's dashed and you're making up other things to try to support this belief that you want to cling on to and that you want to hold on to and that's damaging that's harmful because you're not you're not living in reality yeah. you're divorced from
3: the world that we all live in together. That's, there's like, for showing how harmful it is, I can remember a few years ago where there was a story of a young, a younger child. I think I want to say between like eight and 12. I can't remember the exact age, but one of their parents had passed away. The kid killed himself and wrote in the suicide note that they wanted to be with their parent. Yeah. Because they felt that, oh, you know, dad's dead. I want to go be with dad. Mm hmm. So I need to kill myself in order to go to heaven and be there with dad. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why a lot of religions teach that suicide
2: is bad. Suicide is bad, is bad yeah. but
3: maybe they hadn't gotten to that lesson for that kid yet.
0: <laughs> Damn it. If only they'd gone to church, they were going to, it was the topic for that Sunday's
3: But talk. I mean, that happens where someone might off themselves like, well, I just want to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. I just need to get out of this world and go to the next one now.
0: Well, yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that everybody... Walking around the funeral home and and during their little, you know, they a bunch of different people got up and gave little speeches about fond memories they had of Lauren and, and you know, the lives that they had spent with him and different experiences See, that they had. And that and is the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it is is the afterlife that we live and experience together is only during this life. Yeah. And it's the memories that we have we, of time spent with each other. Yeah not the promise of some imaginary afterlife.
3: That's how I've always said. I'm like, people live on through the stories that we tell about that person. It's not, there's no actual, you don't go anywhere physical, no metaphysical, no crazy fucking place. It's all the stories that you remember, the memories being passed down. And yeah, that's how I always considered what, what an actual real afterlife would be.
0: Well, and I can't tell you how many times I heard, he's in a better place now. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Oh, yeah? Was there a fucking reason that he had to die so horrifically yeah. no. that he had to know for who knows how long and be and and experience this abject horror, this this piercing terror of knowing that he's dying for how long as he crawls up the stairs leaving bloody handprints everywhere and ultimately dying at the top of the stairs only to be discovered by his wife mm-hmm. later, who's now horrified by having to find him <laughs> yeah who's n- who now has absolutely no idea what to do with the rest of her life yeah. and and feels a great deal of responsibility for their death what is, what is the point of that what is what kind of good god makes that kind of sh- bullshit fucking happen
3: yeah and now she will probably definitely have some sort of post stress from this yeah i'm sure either seeing it reliving that moment over and over and
0: yeah it's just it it was it was a whole bad deal and I just, I don't know, I, I love, I love everybody involved. And I just, it, it just, the, the pernicious influence of religion in, in all of this, like, like Hitchens said, religion poisons everything. There's nothing that isn't poisoned by belief in magical bullshit. You know, you, you, it, it's just really frustrating. <laughs> The other thing that we wanted to talk about a little bit about this, that that you know was brought into stark relief because of all of this, is just how broken our medical system yeah. and insurance system here in the United States is. Because he he had surgery on his fucking it's neck, a
3: spinal surgery,
0: yeah, spinal <laughs> surgery, where they fused vertebrae together, and they boot him out of the hospital the next day because that's all his insurance would cover. Yeah.
3: And he ends up dying at home because he wasn't under a doctor's care. From something that could have been, hey, an alarm going off. Hey, he's bleeding internally. Let's get him, open him up, find a bleed, close it up.
0: Yeah. Where he could have been... You know, in his in his hotel or in no, hotel in his <laughs> hospital bed, pushing a button to call for a nurse to come yeah. in and check on him, and realize there's something wrong, get him immediate uh, medical attention.
3: Or where orderlies are actually doing hourly rounds, checking on you every hour. You're hooked to monitors, so if your blood pressure's dropping too low, if your pulse is is rising too fast, like oh shit, something's wrong with this guy, and alarm goes off, and you're never in there. Yeah, and instead,
0: insurance companies interfere with what doctors would recommend as the best course of care for their patients, and say no we know that you know by looking at historical averages of of post surgery trauma and death we know that you know if we if we take a look at all of the numbers and we extend the the ho- the hotel the <laughs> hospital stay for these people by even an, an additional day well that's going to cost a whole lot more than any potential lawsuits that we may face from wrongful death suits or yeah. anything like that and just as a way to ensure that we reduce our liability and reduce our risk of any lawsuits prior to surgery and prior to discharge of any patients. We're also going to make them sign a bunch of forms that say, basically, you have no legal right to come after us for any potential wrongdoing or yeah. or early release from the hospital that, you know, if you, if you die horrifically after we release you or boot you out of the fucking hospital because your insurance company won't pay any more for you to stay here under a doctor's care you're going to have no means of seeking remuneration or or becoming whole again after death or if there are any other consequences of your surgery that are deleterious to your health because we're making you sign all of these forms that basically now you have no legal recourse to come after us for anything.
3: Oh, and by the way, if something happens afterwards, there's a complication with the surgery and you do die, you still owe us money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're still going to send you a bill for...
3: You know, $10,000, $15,000 yeah.
0: for the one day that you were in the hospital.
3: And that's like, because right around the break, I looked up online at uh, 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 the .gov or health, health.gov. Mm-hmm. I put my phone down. <laughs> uh, it's it's the government website for healthcare. I think it was healthcare, healthcare.gov. Yeah, it was that one. Because it actually had the date for how much longer you had to sign up for healthcare. Yeah. Uh, an average three day in the hospital was $30,000, $10,000 a day. Yeah it's fucking ridiculous
0: and insurance companies have crunched the numbers and figured out that if they want to save money or earn enough money or or return more on the in investors or if they want to return more of their profits to investors that no we should kick people out after 1 day of care because really you know the the chance of them dying is diminished and we're going to make them sign a bunch of waivers anyway so that if something happens, well, it's not really our fault. Yeah. They can't come after us. So we only want to pay for the absolute bare fucking minimum that we have to in order to make sure that this person is stable enough to leave the hospital without dying in the parking
3: lot. Yeah. I mean, I could rent an exotic car for a month for how much it costs to stay in that hospital for one day. Mm-hmm. It's it's disgusting. And it,
0: we it we live in... An industrialized, advanced nation yeah. that shouldn't have to put a price tag on the health of its citizens.
3: Or or do like what Paul Ryan was doing, putting out the thing like, oh, you guys really want to pay that $32 billion over 10 years for health care? Which failed miserably because everybody kept going like, yeah, we would rather pay the $32 billion over the next 10 years than $60 billion over the next 10 years that we're already paying out of our own pockets. Mm-hmm. So yes, motherfucker, give us socialized health care because we're paying way too much fucking money for privatized healthcare right now.
0: And we've talked about it on on previous shows where you know, me personally, I pay like uh Christ, I think between my medical, dental, vision and uh fuck, what is the other some other some other insurance policy that I have. Oh, I have well there's there's my main medical for the family um, and then the vision. And then I've got two separate dental plans because at the time, because insurance, insurance won't sucks. fucking pay for orthodontia unless you've had it for, unless you've had that insurance for a certain number of years. Yeah. It, it was all a complicated thing. Anyway, you know, between all of the insurance policies that I have and that I pay for my out of pocket costs alone to cover me and the family is right around 700, $750 a month. Yeah. And that's just my portion of it. And my, empo- my employer pays a larger portion yeah. of that. So, we're, you know, we're talking about probably, a, you know, $2,000 a, a month. month
3: for one person. For well, one, that one that family, cover, yeah, yeah, that covers the family. And then, if you actually have to go and use your insurance, if you need to go see a doctor, well, here you got to pay a fifty dollars copay. There, oh, you got to pay another hundred dollars for that. surgery. Oh, now you know, you know, you got to pay for your medication.
0: Yeah, you've got to meet your you've got to meet your plan deductible, which ranges depending on a whatever coverage that, that you've ten got. Ten thousand dollars. Then you've got then you've got to go through the hassle of fucking. Oh, and then I've got my flexible spending account. Yeah, that will help. You know that sets aside money pre-tax. But you
3: got to use it within that year.
0: Yeah, got to use it within that year and it has to be, you know, I can get, I can buy uh, over-the-counter medications and submit them for reimbursement, but I have to now get a fucking prescription from my from my doctor for an over the counter medication in order to get reimbursement for that through my FSA and any copays that I have to pay when I go for doctors visits well I also have to send in those receipts to get you know to get compensation or reimbursement to get my own money, money back, back that you put in that to I, help that cover I put healthcare in costs. for this and then you have to pay, you know, like 10% or however much for every hospital visit and doctor visit until you meet your annual, uh, not copay. You said it earlier. It's, well, you got copay. Deductible. You got your, yeah. Deductible, until you meet yeah. your annual deductible, at which point then the insurance company will kick in and pay whatever percentage they're going yeah. to. And then you've got to keep track of all these fucking bills. And it's just what a pain in the, ass. dude, I would, I would easily pay. I would have, I would be happy to have. The price that I pay for insurance go up, go up, Let, let make me pay a thousand dollars a month. As long as I didn't have to go through all the fucking paperwork and hassle of dealing with all of the billing bullshit that goes along with it. That's well, well
3: worth my fucking time. And to know that when you go to the hospital and you get surgery or anything done, you don't owe any more money.
0: Right. It's not That's going it. to bankrupt me or my yeah. family if some health emergency happens. If I get in a car accident, my family's not going to have to declare bankruptcy to keep me alive.
3: It's like I even had a buddy uh, a few years ago. I had to go in for kidney stone. He actually had to have his kidney stone surgically blasted or whatever. They take a laser yeah. and they- I had that done, yeah. Ooh, sounds horrible. It was really fucking yeah. terrible. But he said, he's like, the doc said, hey, if you pay this much up front, that covers the cost. Mm-hmm. If you go through the insurance and you got to pay this, it might be a higher cost going through the insurance when we can just pay up front. He's like, okay, cool. I'll pay it up front. Well, he didn't realize was the doctor wasn't submitting anything to insurance. So he paid the doctor up front. Well, then he gets a bill from the anesthesiologist. Now he owes the anesthesiologist a bill. Then he gets a bill from the hospital. Now he owes the hospital money. He's like, I thought I, he's like, I thought I had to pay $3,000 up front. Done. Yeah. No,
2: that was just just for the doctor. doctor.
3: Yeah. That wasn't for the anesthesiologist. So the doctor didn't submit it to the healthcare to, to his insurance. And so that doesn't go against his deductible. Doesn't go. Yeah. So now he's got to pay the. Now the anesthesiologist wants their money. Well, it was never submitted to the insurance company, so they're going to him for the money. The hospital wants their money for the stay there. He's like, it's like, I I thought I paid would be paying three thousand dollars. Done. Settled. We're good to go. Nope. And it's the whole idea of the whole idea and concept
0: of putting a price tag on somebody's health. Yeah. Oh, you were born with a congenital heart defect. Well, fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you, you know, tripped and fell down the stairs and got a concussion, some lacerations, broke a couple
3: ribs. Fuck you, pay me. I had a buddy whose daughter was born with hydrocephalus. Mm-hmm. And she had to get the tubes in her brain and drain all the fluid out when she was a kid, and then it's it's, it's reoccurred to her at least twice as far as I remember, mm-hmm. where she's had swelling in the brain again. She had to go back in tubes, and each time she had to learn re- le- relearn how to walk, go yeah, through Jesus. physical therapy, relearn how to talk again because it would crush her brain and it would. It was like having a stroke. Yeah, you have to relearn how to do everything afterwards. And one day he's like, he "Goes, he goes, I will never." In my life, be able to pay off her hospital bills. Oh, no. Never. Yeah. He goes, I will die paying on her hospital bills. I was like, holy shit. And before uh, the Affordable Care Act passed, he was worried she wasn't going to be able to go to the hospital anymore. Because, like, she's already reached a million dollars and she's only 12. Yeah,
0: well, that's the other thing, too. The insurance companies will do is impose lifetime maximums that they will pay for anybody. Which are
3: gone now, but who knows? It could come back, and she's already reached – she's just a young child, and she's already reached her lifetime maximum for healthcare expenditures because she was born with a defect. Well, God had a plan, Ryan, and that plan was Was to bankrupt (laughs) her family
0: and make her suffer through all these trips to the hospital and having to relearn things over and over.
3: But that shouldn't be the case. No, no it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be at all because a lot of other countries have figured it out and it wasn't too fucking hard.
0: Yeah. And ultimately it ends up saving the government yeah. and the populace money because you don't have people waiting until their health conditions deteriorate to the point where, where it's they, much more expensive yeah. and costly <laughs> expensive and costly well, yeah, and oh. same thing <laughs> where it's much more expensive and time consuming to deal with these issues and to where they may not even be able to solve it. They're just going yeah. to be basically putting a bandaid over whatever malady that you have in order to send you home and and get you back to.
3: Well, then half the time it's, it's the functional. actual insurance company where the doctors go, Hey, will your insurance cover this? That's going to determine whether you're getting the surgery or not. Mm-hmm. It's not, Hey, do I need the surgery? Well, yes, you need it, but we're going to ask your insurance company if they'll pay for it. And if you can pay for it, if they don't cover it and you can't pay for it, well guess what? We're not having that surgery. Yeah. Unless you're dying here on the table, we don't have the obligation to do surgery on you. Yeah. Going
0: back real quick to what to my conversation with Lauren's wife Linda at the at the funeral home I remembered that I had a conversation with Tracy about it afterward and I said, "You know, it just like I didn't offer my opinion on anything. She she asked me point blank, do I believe? And I wasn't going to lie to her. I said, no, absolutely, I do not. And, you know, she told her a little story about getting the call. And then they related it later when they were doing their, you know, a couple different people mentioned it while they were talking. Mm -hmm. You know, when they get up and give their little talk during the viewing. and And I said, you know, it's really easy to figure out how that could have fucking happened. Like, we have both phones there. We can look at the call log. We can see if they were locked, what time the call was placed. Like, and then what happened before mobile phones were a thing? You know, if, if somebody died, um, did the other person just have no fucking means of communicating with him? And then why would he choose a fucking mobile phone anyway? Why would that happen? Like, any <laughs> any tiny little bit of skeptical thought about this, any critical thought about this, for even 30 fucking seconds, it completely disintegrates. But she was so convinced. She was—and yeah. it, and it made her—it it gave her some feeling of relief, some some little respite, which— I understand why she needed that but ultimately she's choosing to believe a lie and then not even want to spend any time investigating it yeah, like don't question it yeah don't question it just run with whatever makes you feel better at the, at the moment and I get that I understand why I understand the desire the need the drive for people to want to do that at the time when they're grieving and they don't want to they don't want to have to look into it they don't want to think about it but it also makes you look like an ignorant fool when you start talking about that shit to other people You know, and, and later when you do stop to think about it, are you going to go back to the people that you mentioned that to previously and say, oh, you know, I, in a moment of weakness and, and, and grief, I said something that really was pretty fucking stupid. And I just, I just wanted to let you know, you know, I looked at this later and this is what happened. No, of course not. Nobody ever. Ever, or well, I can't say never ever, but it is so tiny as to be basically never that anybody actually does that, that they get to the root of what actually happened, that they initially thought was some kind of supernatural phenomenon, they don't go back and tell everybody else that, oh no, wait, you remember that thing that I told you last week or a month ago or five years ago? No, I figured it out and it was this. What I told you before was wrong. So I'm trying to set you straight now. And then how many of those people, even when and if that happens, and they go and talk to those people and say, oh no, I was wrong, how many of those people will go, oh no, I still believe that it was this other thing? Most of them. Because that's what I want to believe.
3: Yeah. Billy still believes Bigfoot out in the woods.
0: Yeah. It's the same. I mean, and we, we see the same thing with, with Trump and, and, you know, political figure, anybody that somebody holds up to a higher standard and doesn't want to scrutinize, they let them get away with really horrific fucking things because they will never, ever accept any bit of evidence saying that the person that they want to believe one thing about is any different. They're
3: unfallible. They they're, they can do no wrong.
0: Yeah. A person's just like
3: Jesus. Even when they want to have their own state run TV network.
0: <laughs> it just it's frustrating and sad. And the like I said, the past couple of weeks have been filled with joy and happiness and wonderful time spent with family members. Um and also some really, really low points and yeah. really frustrating, maddening things that have happened that <sighs> If, if I didn't have empathy and didn't have compassion and didn't love and care about the people in question, I could have easily said, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) You know, I could have, I could have, when she mentioned that to me in the, in the, in the funeral home, I could have said. No, I don't believe it all. Why are you asking? Oh, well, because I got this mystery phone call and it said that it was from Lauren and, you know, and I just know that it was him calling me from beyond the grave to let me know that everything's okay and he's okay and, and you know, he's still going to be here around with us. And, and I could have just said, well, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've heard in a long goddamn time. Or he could have just asked.
3: What kind of iPhone they got there in heaven?
0: (laughs) (laughs) They got the iPhone 20 yet? How is he dialing? I mean, can ghosts reach into your purse? Like, they can penetrate Mm. the outer portion of your purse, but for some reason, they can, you know, the the tactile feel of the phone is able to pick up on spirit impulses in order to dial your fucking. They just zip around
3: in the microchips and the processors and make it dial
0: but but atheists are assholes right we're we're the yeah we're the ones Dude. just smashing everybody everybody's hopes and dreams and that's not that's not at all it we well we do believe in the phenomenon of butt dialing yeah i i personally or purse dialing have, whatever my my personal anecdotal experience is that butt dialing occurs but <laughs> yeah it was just really frustrating ah. <sighs>
1: Hey, all you dirty cis people out there who think you run the world. This is the trans podcaster Marissa Alexa McCool coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them and then you come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize.
2: And I'd urge you to look at those of you who tell
0: you those people who tell you at your age that you're dead till you believe as they do. What a terrible thing to be telling to children. And that you can only
1: live... And that you can only live by accepting an absolute authority.
0: Don't think of that as a gift. Think of it as a, think of it as a poison chalice. Push it aside, however tempting it is. Take the risk of thinking for yourself
1: much more happiness, truth, beauty, and wisdom will come to you that way. Thank you.
2: Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible.
0: So one other development that I learned about while we were on our little break uh, after recording last time was that uh, one of my children... Came out as being non-binary. Uh, they are uh, in the in the a, a member of the trans community. Oh, okay, and this is something that I've kind of seen coming for a while. Uh, it's Lydia, my my youngest child, um, sent a text message to all of the family members that she had a uh, phone number for, and basically just said. Um, that while I'm, so I said she and I'm, I'm still trying to adjust and I, you know, yeah. I've, we've all been big supporters of the trans community and everything, but it's something that I struggle with initially when somebody comes out as non-binary or trans and, and tells me what their pronouns are. I still fuck up all the time. And it's, it's something that, you know, I just need to get used to and, mm-hmm. and it's getting more easy, but I still, Fuck up and we'll say she or her. Yeah. uh, And I just, it, it, it takes a period. There's a period of adjustment there for sure. And, and that's fine. And, and I'm doing my best and everybody else is as well. But she sent a text message to everybody and then posted it to Facebook as well and said, while I'm already having a tough emotional day, I might as well clear some stuff up for my family. I discuss this issue in vague terms often, but I'd like to be explicit here. I'm non-binary. I don't identify as a woman or a man. My pronouns are they, them. This technically falls under the trans umbrella because I don't identify with the gender I was assigned at birth. My friends are all aware of this, but I've avoided having this discussion with my family for fear of not being accepted. My identity is real and valid, as are my pronouns, and I won't stand for these things being questioned or invalidated now that you're aware. If you have any questions, I'm here, and so is Google. Google will probably reply more quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I like that.
3: So That's they're very, good.
0: They, you know, they've, they've always been very funny. Um, and you know, when I got this, when I got this text message from them, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was early in the morning or later in the evening. Anyway, we were in the bedroom and I, and I saw it and, oh no, it was, it was during the afternoon and it was a work day and Tracy was in her office and I saw it and I just instantly replied and I was I can't remember exactly what I said, but oh I figured this was coming. You know, I I I've, I've loved you since the day you were born and I always will. And, you know, thank you for letting us all know. And uh and then later when I saw Tracy, I'm like, Oh, I'm guessing you saw Lydia's text message, and she's like, Oh yeah, and I, you know, she said I think she said I replied and and whatever, but I think I think Lydia was expecting a lot more problem or drama, more hostility. But yeah, she received absolutely none from anybody on my side of the family yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, my dad may be an asshole about it. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't reply to her. Or I'm sorry to their text message. Um, but and I don't. I don't know if he even has text messaging available on his flip phone. phone? Yes, but he's also on Facebook, and so on a flip phone. No.
2: <laughs> well no, but he he also has a Facebook yeah, account yeah. that he
0: looks at occasionally and comments on things even even more rarely, but and my grandmother is on Facebook fairly often, so I'm sure that she has seen it and I haven't heard anything from either one of them. But remember last year around Christmas time I had my or no it was for my grandma's birthday party in July, so it's been like a year and a half. But we were at my grandmother's birthday party, and one of my cousin's children came out as trans, and my dad sidled yeah. up next to me at the party and said some bullshit about, yeah, see that kid down there? Apparently, what was it? I think I think it was a trans woman, or trans, yeah, trans, trans woman. And so my dad made some shitty comment about, oh, yeah, see that down there? Apparently, he has decided that he is now a she. And I said, don't say that kind of shit around me. Like, don't, don't say that. Don't say that shit. And he, and he turned to me like, oh yeah, right. And I was like, no, don't say that yeah. ignorant shit around me. And he just clammed up and and we haven't talked about it since then. And I haven't seen that he's posted any reply to this, but I think she, so I think she may have been expecting some blowback from family, but as far as I have seen, she hasn't gotten, <laughs> they haven't gotten any. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I, When I asked them about it, uh, when they were over here for, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, they said that they haven't, the, the only thing that, so there's a, there's a particular member of our, of, well, not really my family anymore of her family who is Jehovah's witness Mm. and has said some things in the past. But, but Lydia said that the only thing that that particular family member replied to their, (laughs) replied to their text message or anything was just, okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> so so i think that's going all right and uh, and they're they they've been having some other difficulties they recently broke up with their boyfriend and so but she's she seems to be doing okay I i i haven't really talked to her since they, I haven't really <laughs> talked to them and i said she god damn it, see it's just it's Lydia has, has for the past 21 years been my yeah. daughter and, and I just, it's, it's taking some adjustment, but I'm, I'm, and it's not that I have an issue with it. I just, it's adjusting to the use of different pronouns, but, uh, and I mentioned that I, you know, when I replied to them that I figured this was coming. Yeah. Because I've noticed that they stopped wearing makeup regularly, started, dressing much more ambiguously um and had changed and and had changed their pronouns on facebook a long time ago and you know when in talking to tracy about it i said you know i've kind of figured this was coming because of all of these indicators that i've seen along the way and tracy said oh i thought it was just kind of a solidarity thing and i'm like well but have you noticed this and this and this and this and she's like oh yeah yeah i guess you're right and and so you know like i said when i replied to them i said i've i've just kind of seen this coming, but so it's been a little while and I, and I was going to, I was going to say that I don't know if any of our listeners have noticed, but I've started referring to just people in general as they and them. And it's kind of funny noticing people's reactions to that and their automatic assumptions to the, to what they believe the gender of the person is that I'm speaking about. Like a while back, I was complaining about the person at work who was just a Total fucking asshole. Yeah, and because I was using they and them, and I said asshole, everybody figured. I think was, even you figured that it was a guy. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was. It was this. Well, we're horrible woman that we're, I work with. we're more likely to be assholes. <laughs> well, sure, but so I try not to use gender specific yeah things unless.
3: Well, I mean, sometimes I do still. But did you did you hear about? I think it was Celine Dion's non binary clothing line. No, oh, apparently it's of the devil. <gasps> According to, I think it was uh Pat Robertson's wife. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I think she's one who said, uh, um, it's 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 it's, it's Satan's doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's now God's gonna send another tsunami to wipe out Haiti because apparently I know.
3: they made a deal with the devil. The only thing is, is like, I, I the picture that had the babies and the like newborns in the crib. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just black clothing and white clothing. That's it. Like it's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this, so when we got this text message from
0: Lydia, it was the day before it, it, I think it was the, I think it was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Okay. So we get this and then Tracy's uncle dies and then we've still got to have Thanksgiving and and Lydia and gray and Danica and the whole family's over here. And, uh, so when, <laughs> when we got this message from Lydia, uh, Tracy had a conversation, like I told you that during the, I can't remember if it was during, yeah, I think it was during the break. I told you that her family has this chat thing on Facebook yeah. where they talk to each other all day. Anyway, um, Tracy, Tracy had conversations with her family members about it. Uh, first she talked to her brother and sister in law who were staying here, you know, kind of explained to them what it, what it means. And they're, I mean, they're, Fairly liberal people from California, and she had to explain what non-binary was to them, and then had a little bit of a concern about explaining it to another one of her brothers. And she's like, "Oh, they were just they were they were fine. It was just oh okay," <laughs> because the, her other brother is a little m- more conservative, and still not a, a, a really nice and fun guy to be around. But yeah, definitely on the more conservative side of. Utah stuff and yeah. politics and beliefs in general. Well, but also isn't religious. Kind of a conservative
3: apatheist. Okay, which they're allowed fine. to be. Yeah, yeah, That's fine. That's fine. You do you, bro. Did he vote Trump? I think he did. Ah, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> there's yeah,
0: there's there's been some. Yeah, there for there there are a couple members of the family who. We've, we've found out through one means or another that they voted for Donald Trump. And it's like, I have lost a lot of respect for you as a person. And I'm going to shit talk about that person whenever you're over here. I'm going to be passive aggressive about this shit. Well, because if you don't hear this stuff from us, that, you know, you obviously didn't hear enough about it before the election to dissuade you from voting, from making that horrible decision. So we need to, you know, offer you a little bit more education as far as politics go to help you understand that what you did was fucking terrible.
3: It's just, if they, if they stand by their vote, I'm like, uh, are you not paying attention to this buffoon?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What is it about this
3: fucking ass clown that you've, that you like that appeals to you personally? And if you're going to go say Obama destroyed the country over the last eight years, look at the numbers.
0: Mm hmm. hmm Uh uh-huh and well which numbers are we going to look at are we going to look at economics are we going to look at our relationships with other countries or are we going to look at the number of criminal indictments handed down all of them against people in the fucking administration all of those numbers
3: (laughs) every single one of them
0: all of them indicate that the current occupant of the white house is a fucking clown He's going down. Yesterday, oh, when when Cohen when he pled guilty knew, to that whole deal. Yeah. Oh my! And I mean, they they had basic. Everybody basically assumed that that the well not, unnamed co-conspirator was Donald Trump,
3: but they explicitly said so during his well that and saying Trump Jr. also lied to you because I was fucking there. Basically,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. So i i just i i g I just hope this all ends with all of them behind bars in orange, behind bars, penniless and shamed
3: for the rest of their lives. Presidents have been indicted and subpoenaed and uh, uh whats the what's the, what's the last thing that happens uh, 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 uh where do they try to kick you out of office impeached impeached yeah. over way less.
0: Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, it's going I mean, and this is just this is just the first little tip of the iceberg or the
3: shitberg that we're now seeing. Oh, and I also think he should not definitely not be allowed to fucking write in his answers to the Mueller investigation. <laughs> well, there's there's been some
0: speculation that maybe the whole that, that maybe Mueller was playing 3D chess and knew that Manafort was, was not really going to cooperate. And so he was feeding him disinformation about the investigation that he knew Manafort or Manafort's attorneys would report back to Trump and Trump's attorneys. Oh. And so that's how they know that he was lying. And that's how they know that he was, you know, conspiring with them and, and still lying to the FBI and breaking his deal and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but either way,
3: he, he still is going
0: to go to prison for
3: a lot longer. Yeah. Well, I mean but just cuz Trump was saying that he had he had answered Matt, um Mueller's questions mm-hmm. in written form and I did it all by myself yeah. like a big boy yeah. which should not be allowed because it's kind of like I okay I didn't need anybody's help with it and then I got a gold
0: star and everybody yeah. was very pleased many people told me that they were pleased it was really <laughs> frankly I don't think anybody's given better answers <laughs> Before, in, in probably the history,
3: definitely, of the United States of America. Especially the guy with the pen in his hand. He was very pleased with my answers. <laughs> because I don't, I don't trust that. Yeah, um, what do you mean you don't trust it? Well, he can have a team of, of advisors to advise him on what to say, to write. But I didn't need him. I did it all by myself, like which, a big boy. Which we know is bullshit. <laughs> but where if he actually has to sit down in front of a panel and answer questions, we know he's not going to be able to hold his shit together.
0: The the people who, yeah. Well, I was just, as you were talking, I was like, God, that reminds me a lot of religion because he lies all the fucking time. Like you don't, there's no way to tell if what he says is true because he lies so consistently and so yeah. often. But the people who absolutely love him, you know, they'll deny that, A lot of the things that he says are lies. And then they'll also say that, yeah, well, he was lying about that, but he's telling the truth about this other thing over here because it's what they want to personally believe about him and what they want to personally believe about the things that he's doing. They're not looking at it objectively and looking at the evidence behind the things that he's saying. They're saying, oh, no, well, you know, that was just puffery or that was or, him, that's not what he meant that was hyperbole that was him exaggerating a little bit but we all get the gist of what he was saying but this other thing that's totally absolutely true yeah like until no. they find out that it's not in oh well sure maybe it was an exaggeration but look at all these other things that he's doing It's like well how do you know what the fuck he's doing because he lies about everything yeah. how do
3: you know anything that he's done like what are you looking at to to believe that he's doing good well, and then he calls the troops in Afghanistan to tell them the best thing that's happened for them is him. I'm the I'm the greatest <laughs> that's fucking
0: That's amazing. My my boss did something similar to me today on the phone. What? <laughs> yeah, so there's there's some other news about about my my work that may be coming here shortly that is potentially very exciting. Uh, but I, so I was talking to my boss today and he's like, oh yeah, well, and if this happens, then, you know, I could, I, I could still be your boss, which would be terrific for you. <laughs> I was just, I started laughing and I'm like, seriously, did you just, did you just tell me how awesome it would be for me it's if you, you were still my boss? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I just, like, I don't disagree with you. i like, I'm on the phone with him and I'm telling him all this. I'm like, like, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're a good boss, but. I just think it's awesome and kind of hilarious that That, like,
3: I'm like, isn't that a little narcissistic? You feel comfortable
0: enough to tell me on the phone directly that you think that it would be a great thing for me personally, if you were still my boss, (laughs) like that's just how you roll. That's how fucking cool you are. (laughs) He started laughing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did say that. (laughs) That was kind of funny, but yeah, it's just, it's Uh, like, it's, it's political religious worship. Yeah. And, And it's funny because there's a, fa- uh, so the Utah atheists, uh, Facebook group, um, yeah, I go through periods where I'm really involved in it and others where I'm not. And, you know, I used to be a moderator for it. I used to, well, I, telling I think every other I,
3: comment, it be Dan Ellis, look at this, Dan Ellis, look at this, <laughs> Dan Ellis, look at this, Dan Ellis.
0: Well, it was, it, I think when I, I mean, I can remember when it was, you know, like under 300 members in there and now it's over 4,000 and it just got to be way too time consuming and too political for a nonprofit organization to be involved with it. And, and just, I mean, aside from the politics of it, there was just the drain on the board's time and trying to moderate everything and control it all. But every now and then you'll get a conservative atheist in there and it happens, you know, fairly, fairly regularly because we're here in Utah and there's a lot more, it's a very conservative state. Yeah. And so as more people join the group, of course, more conservatives join. And then, they end up
3: making a stink and it turns into a big hullabaloo. Yeah, those are those ones where I see them like, wow. 800 comments. Must have been something good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so
0: every now and then you'll have somebody just who decides to go in and start flaming the group and everybody else in there because they're conservative and you're all just a bunch of soy boy cucks in here, you know, left wing liberal idiots who don't fucking understand anything. And you have to, you know, you've got all this PC brigade who's going to shout down and and censor anybody else who you disagree with and it's like no you can say whatever you want as long as you follow the rules of the group and the rules of the group aren't don't have a liberal bent or bias these are like everybody has to follow them yeah and if you can't manage to do that because you're a fucking stupid asshole then you can get the fuck out of the group like you don't (laughs) have to be here nobody's forcing you to be a member of the group. and if you don't like it then get the fuck out yeah like You don't you don't have to be here. You you weren't born into this Facebook group and
3: and have no means to get out of here. Like you can just click leave and that's it. Well, you can click leave and go, Hey, there's something cool I can do on Facebook. I can go over this thing that says create group. Yeah, you can create And then I can make a conservative atheist group so I can Talk to other like-minded people, which is what the atheists of Utah is. Just talk to like-minded people.
0: Yeah. Well, it, and apparently there is a there is a conservative Utah atheist oh, group is? also that it's. I kind of I don't know. I kind of view it as like the island of misfit toys that it's a bunch oh, of it's a bunch of got, assholes man. who have gotten kicked out of the Utah atheists group because or got or got pissed off at all those left wing libtards being PC cucks over in the regular group. And so I'm going to start my own and we can
3: start talking about how stupid the other group of people are. <laughs> well, speaking of cucks. Yeah. Uh, the guy who started the proud boys, uh, uh, David, no, uh, McGinnis. McGinnis. Yeah. Gavin. Gavin. Yeah. He got, he, he, he was trying, he's trying to go to Australia. Uh, uh They won't allow was him in the country. Was he keistering something? Oh, okay. They won't allow, no, he's just going to Australia. He's trying to get a visa to go to Australia. Yeah. They won't allow him in the country. Nice, but then on the other hand, I know you're not a big fan of Joe Rogan. I don't. I. I I don't. I. I like Joe Rogan. I think he's wrong about a whole lot of stuff. Well, because I think he's. I
0: think he's a generally nice guy, but he's really
3: wrong about a lot of things. Well, because he was talking about the dude. I just forgot his name. Gavin. Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. Uh, He's talking about Gavin. He's like. He's like. I've been friends with Gavin for a long time. Gavin is a professional troll. He says that about everybody who's a giant fucking asshole. Well, because he's like, he goes, well, because he said he was like, he goes, he goes, I was talking to Gavin when he started this whole Proud Boy joke on stage. Like he was doing a routine with some people. He made up the Proud Boys as a joke. It wasn't even supposed to be a real fucking thing. Uh-huh. He goes, then some people took it and ran with it. And he's like, okay, people are running with this funny fucking thing. I said, let's let him do it. And then he said, and then Gavin like, oh, all of a sudden now he's the leader of the Proud Boys. And he's like, okay, I made the joke. Let's fucking roll with it. Let's see where this leads. And it didn't lead anywhere good. And he's like, he's like, Gavin never meant to create the Proud Boys. He goes, he made an offhand comment on like, to try to be stupid and funny about something. Other people took it, ran with it. Well, and, and so
0: is Gavin. So that's kind of a bullshit thing to say. Well, yeah, well, like, well, and I'm sure he may not have been, you know, he may not have
3: set out to create the Proud Boys, yeah. but it happened and he rolled. With he it. rolled with it. Yeah. That's what he's like, I, I think you're trying to say, he's like, he's like, I'm friends with Gavin. I know Gavin away from entertainment. I know his heart and he's just well, not that
0: much of an asshole.
3: Well, he didn't say not, he didn't say he wasn't an asshole. He yeah. just says, I know how he is away from entertainment and the way he is on TV. He yeah. goes, he just, his whole thing is he just loves being a fucking asshole. Like that is his shtick. When yeah.
0: Wh- why why would you want to live your life as the asshole? And why would you want
3: to associate with somebody who that is their thing is to be an asshole? Because he's hangs out with comedians. Some are assholes, some are cokeheads.
0: But you but that's still your He also he associates. Like you don't with, have to associate with those
3: people. Well, I think with Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has done enough psychedelic drugs to just be like i'm, I'm friends <laughs> it's all cool it's man. all cool we're all i'm here friends with, with the human everyone. experience yeah Pretty, i think I, that's how i view joe that's how i view him yeah and the is way because he, that's what you want to believe no just the way <laughs> well because the way he interacts with people like he doesn't like when he brings guests on that he could easily slam for some shit which he's slammed on this podcast is, before yeah he's genuinely just really nice to him like okay let's talk. He seems, he
0: seems genuine. Like when he has people in studio, he seems genuinely interested in having a conversation with them. But then he gets people on there that uh, really like sh- I'm trying to think like Brett Weinstein or uh, Jordan Peterson or yeah. anybody else. Who's like the alt light. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's when a, I think that's when a lot of the inner true Rogan shows up where it's like, no, dude, you're still kind of a misogynist douchebag. Who, it's great that you put on this other face when you have other people on there and you you seem like you're genuinely interested in dialogue with them and you want to get their points out and everything. But then you get somebody else on there who's a fucking dude bro and you guys just bro down and you're fucking douches <laughs> while you're See, doing the show. And you say a bunch of, you know, really terrible things that are demonstrably false. But that you still fucking repeat over and over, like why don't you tell us again about how the moon landing was faked Joe <laughs> jesus well, fucking christ man. he cha- he
3: changed his mind on that, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's still some things that are really questionable about it. Well, because that, that came up on a, like, on a Flat Earth episode where he's like, I changed my mind on the moon. I believe it actually happened now. But this Flat Earth shit, that's bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's like Bill Maher saying that he, he no longer believes that vaccines are bad. But, you know, the flu shot, you really don't need that. And really, do we need all these vaccines? Like, oh, we, so you've moderated the things that you're saying now, but it's clear that you still don't so actually hold know belief. what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I no, I listen to Rogan's show most of the time. I, you know, I don't listen to it when it's the MMA stuff or, yeah. or if he's got some guest on there talking about fucking bow hunting or whatever. But, you know, when he's got Harris on there or he's got, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson or when he's got Yvette or, you know, yeah. Cy Babe or, you know, other people that I'm interested in, then I listen Which, to it because it's generally a, a good and interesting conversation. But when he's got, you know, he'll, he'll have fucking uh Ted Nugent on there. Yeah. And I listened to that episode and just cringed the whole fucking time, just like, God damn it, why? <laughs> like I, I was interested because I wanted to hear more just from Ted Nugent, but it was just God, the the guy's so fucking stupid. And and Rogan <laughs> was I being think nice is, to him the whole time. Yeah, he is. And I understand that. And I think Rogan is fairly intelligent, but he's still like he thinks he's a lot more intelligent than he is, I think.
3: I'd agree with that. I think yeah. we all do in a way.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Like I think I yeah. um, I think I'm fairly intelligent. I think there but I've I there are a lot of people that I feel really fucking stupid oh, yeah. around. <laughs> but I I want to hang out with those people. I want to learn from those like I don't there are a lot of people I know who are who are who are also fairly intelligent, but then they associate much like Joe Rogan does with a bunch of other people who are just fucking dummies. (laughs) And they agree with them a lot of the time. And they start talking about the stupid things that these other dummies believe and they start believing it, or it's something that they have believed and Now they're just, you know, putting a voice to it. And it's like, I want to, I want to be around people who are much more intelligent than I am so that I can learn more from them. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be the teacher of people. I don't want to be the king of dipshit Hill. (laughs) You know, I'd much rather be, the person climbing the hill of intelligence toward toward more
3: reason and understanding. Yeah. Which is why with Joe Rogan and his stand-up, I'm like, I agree with 90% of what he says in his stand-up. Yeah. And if he w- if his stand-up was true to himself, he'd be pushing back on a lot of these people he has on his show, but he doesn't. Yeah. So I think, I wish he kind of would, but that that would totally go against his style of podcast. And he's, I mean, he's had a few episodes where he has pushed back against people, but- I hear him push back on people more when they're not on the show than yeah. when they're on the show. I've heard him go back before and talk about, oh, remember when I had so-and-so? Yeah, you said this fucking quacky shit and stuff. But when he was, the guy was on the show, he was going along with what the guy was saying. But yeah. behind the guy's back when he's not on the show, he'll he'll criticize him a little bit, but not slanderer well, whole slanderer, And anything. then there's the
0: whole issue of providing a platform to people who really just shouldn't have a platform from which to to spout their awful bullshit, like having
3: Alex Jones. How many times has Alex Jones been on his fucking show? I've only seen it the once where he got drunk and stoned on it. Uh, He's been on there at least, at least twice that
0: I've heard of. And I I think he's been on there maybe two or three, maybe, maybe two other times beside that. But, and Rogan always talks about, Oh, Alex is a great guy. He's a lot of fun to hang around with. and Everything's like, no, the guy, the guy (laughs) is, is, is is a genuinely dangerous asshole who says a lot of really dangerous assholish things why would you give that fucker yeah. a platform to say dangerous assholish things and you can giggle while he's getting stoned in your <laughs> studio and say he says wild and crazy things and whatever but why why would you why would you do that why would yeah. why would you
3: yeah, i just it doesn't make sense to me i just hope people look at it the same way i looked at it going holy fuck Alex Jones really is this crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not just an act. He's, he's really... really this crazy. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah. like there's some people on the news or do programs like, yeah, parts of it are acts. Yeah. Alex Jones is straight up. He believes that. He shit. believes this shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's a genuine
1: kook. Hey everybody. It's X from the Utah outcasts podcast and YouTube channel. And you're listening to the godless Revolution. We know the equations that the electrons that are responsible for for chemistry obey. And there's no ambiguity in these equations. They could always be wrong. It is always possible to say, well, we just don't know what is going on. That's fine. But what we have is the evidence of every experiment ever done telling us that these equations are correct. To overcome that, we would need very, very strong evidence. Just one experiment telling us how the soul is pushing around the chemicals in our brain. But we don't have that. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter at the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you!
0: Last up on the episode tonight... We have some. We have some (laughs) listener feedback. Is it it feedback? Well, it's feedback. It's feedback, and it was from somebody who listened to a show. Yeah, or maybe two. I don't know. But apparently, they did this fairly recently. So we get this. We get this email from somebody identified as Rob. That's the only thing we have to go on. I looked up the the provider. For this this person, yeah. Uh, and and that. apparently it's a, it's a Spanish or it, it's a, it's, they, wherever this Chismoso is, is okay. a Latin company. Okay. I don't know what country. I'll like, like, I was just a very cursory, like, what is this? Like, I didn't know if it was his personal thing. Like their last name, like people do their. Yeah. Because name the, for a the email address was really easy. I mean, so you figure if it's a large provider, it's going to be like a numbers in there. Yeah. Or, numbers or a full name and whatever. And yeah. So, but so we get this email and it starts out pretty good. Yeah. Starts out fairly nice. It says, hi guys. Was interested in your podcast since the title of it was maybe Jordan Peterson is an asshole. And yes, I
3: think he is. And this podcast was done June 21st? No, June 1st. Is June when,
0: 1st. Well, that's when it was released. Yes. So, so you figure, you know. Uh, a week before. Yeah, a week before then. So it's been, you know, a good a six. A little while. Like six months. Yeah. Since we recorded that episode. Yeah. So it, it always it always seems a little weird to me that people, for some reason, think that we would remember every single tiny little thing that we've mentioned in every episode. I mean. Out of the, what are we on now? 260. No. Two, no. What? Four, two. <laughs> what episode is this that I mentioned at the beginning uh, of the show? <laughs> See, we can't even remember what we said during the <laughs> fucking <laughs> episode we're recording right now. <laughs> episode 229 and Jordan Peterson, I think was like 208 uh, or something like yeah. that. Like six months ago. Yeah. It's, it's been a little while. Yeah. But so uh, his email continues and says, but something got my attention. Northern Ireland being like North Carolina and South Carolina. And I have no idea what he's talking about. Like, I don't remember what we said. And I was after, after reading this email and then going out and looking at the sources, he, you know, told us that we should check out. Like I spent several hours looking into this bullshit that this guy sent to us. And so I wasn't about to go like, after I did all of that, And then researched, you know, who these people are that he's talking about and what are their motives, what's going on there. After doing all of that, I wasn't about to go back and listen to the episode from six months ago to see exactly what he's talking about. Because it doesn't fucking matter because this guy's just a fucking kook douchebag asshole.
3: And if I made the North Carolina, South Carolina comment, I could have just been making a really shitty analogy. You could have been being Ryan. I could have been being me. (laughs) So so it says,
0: his email continues and says, Northern Ireland is part of the UK, kind of like a colony. As And then in parentheses, it says, as was the rest of Ireland before it gained its independence. And the Republic of Ireland is its own country, free and independent, yet part of the EU, which Northern Ireland soon will not be because of Brexit. This is an issue in and of itself. But a very short time ago, Northern Ireland was full of violence and violent repression on the part of the UK. Surprised you didn't know about this, but you guys are quite young.
2: So yeah. right out of
0: the
3: gate, assuming that we don't know these things. Uh, I, 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 I know a person who personally lived through the wars in Ireland.
0: Yeah. 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 As if we haven't heard about these things. Like I, I know what the IRA is. Yeah. I've drank with them. <laughs> I think I have. And, and you know, even if we weren't. Particularly attuned to and know the history, which we in fact do. It's in enough pop culture that even most lay people understand that yes, there was an, there was a real problem between the Catholics and the Protestants. Yeah. And there, there was this whole war with IRA
3: and, yeah, I know the zombie song. Gunrunner. Have you not watched any Sons of Anarchy, (laughs) sir? (laughs) But you know how long it took me to find out until watching the music video that that song Zombie, Uh that's what it's about. Oh, really? If you watch the music, he's like, holy shit, they're showing like- From the Cranberry? Yeah, they're like yeah. they're showing like war shit in Ireland. Oh, man. He's like, oh, okay. Hmm. Huh.
0: But And then he throws in even more condescension and says, but you guys are quite young. As if he knows how old we are. Well, he's listened to one fucking episode. Did yeah. we mention how old we are? Well, if you one? listen to the beginning of this one, he'll get an idea of how old we ah, are. Ah, right. But it suffices to say that there's a lot of information that you may be lacking, and you seem to come off as knowing it all, which doesn't play very well with some who might be your supporters. You might want to think about that. I think like,
3: I think we have thought about that, and uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, we have thought about that. And the show we do relay, I think, a lot of good information. Yeah, and we. I don't think I've ever said that I know it all, and I. Tr- I don't. I. I hope I don't
3: come across as knowing I mean, it all. We we correct our wrongs when we are wrong, and. People that listen to this show no, I say a lot of shit.
0: <laughs> Everybody knows Ryan says a lot of things that he may or may not actually believe in. A lot of it is for comedic effect. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of play characters a little bit on the show, just like every other fucking show. But, I mean, just the condescension in this guy's email and just the fact that he later – well, I'll just continue yeah. reading. Um, the other thing was about 5G. And I don't remember
3: mentioning this is six fucking months ago. I think we might have mentioned that that the telephone company is like, what's comes next? 5G, like 5G cell service. And, or maybe someone said 5G cell service is going to be dangerous to your health. And we're like, you fucking quack. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. And like I said, I wasn't about to go back after it's going to be 1G worse. After all this other stuff and then interacting back and forth with this guy for a little bit, I'm like, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm going to go back and waste any more of my time talking about this, except for on the show when we're going to mock him. Because that'll be fun. Uh, let's see. The other thing was about 5G, blah, blah, blah. You know, not all of the objections to certain technologies are just right-wing paranoia. 5G is being rolled out without any testing as to its effects on health, which is fucking bullshit. That's a fucking lie. But we're uh, the ones who may need to know a little bit yeah. more about stuff. You should do a bit of research on it, dot, dot, dot. Maybe start here. And he provides a link to ehtrust.org, which is the website created by Dr. Uh, Devra Davis. And no, it's not Deborah, it's uh, Deborah, with Devra. D-E-V-R-A.
3: Dr. Devra Davis. From DeVry University? <laughs> no. Who is a fucking kook? Uh I didn't even I didn't look up these lengths. I started reading through some of this. I read through this email. I'm like, uh eh, eh, this guy's not worth my time. Nah. <laughs> and Dan's like, oh
0: sure, I'll go and I'll find out what to, maybe I've missed something. <laughs> so so then it says and then he says, microwaves are not innocuous, not even our current cell phones and cell towers and Wi-Fi routers and adapters. Okay.
3: Well, they're all completely different hmm? things. What do you mean? like they all work on different kind of, Frequencies, frequencies, and bandwidths. Otherwise, if you turned your microwave on, your Wi-Fi won't fucking work. Actually, no, no mics. Your microwave it contains the microwaves inside the microwave.
0: Most of it. There's some that comes out. Okay. There's some
3: that leaks out, but not much.
0: Uh, 5G is being rolled out without any testing to its effects. And microwaves are not innocuous. In some places in the world, Wi-Fi is being banned in schools, and for good reason.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah
3: <laughs> because they don't want kids on their fucking cell phone watching <laughs> YouTube all fucking day.
0: Yeah. And you know, there are places in the world where people are murdered for for other uh, because other people believe that they're fucking witches. That doesn't mean any fucking thing. That doesn't mean that what they believe uh, is true. Just because you say that in other parts of the world people are fucking stupid, yeah. you should be as stupid as they are. Jesus
3: Christ. And then we get the electromagnetic frequency dot com slash wifi.html. Uh-huh. In order to counter wing-nut
0: nonsense, your own knowledge has to be widened. Without doing that, you are just undermining your own cause and the cause of many more people who are affected by right-wing insanity.
3: Now, what do you mean by widened? Does that mean accept bullshit?
0: Yeah. Unless you believe the same things I do, then you're clearly not as open-minded as
3: I am, sir. Yeah. I didn't widen my my brain enough because I I trust... 4g technology right now to make my cellular phone work (laughs) and he finishes his email with a paragraph that
0: says oh yeah you can make fun of alex jones but alex jones is part right and he hyphenates that for some reason i think he's making an alt
3: right joke
0: maybe or i don't know that is what makes him dangerous you have to consider that at least 50% or more, which I think is implied by the whole concept of at least, yeah. of what he says is based in fact. I would give Alex Jones 2%. It's Well, it's based in a language most people understand. I don't know that that equates to fact. Then he twists and interprets it and makes it into a delicious wingnut dish but if you just make fun of him without really digging into some of the information and like what information, then parenthetically, he says, some of it you will not even some of it. You will not want to even touch since you are dealing with nefarious elements on both the right and in scare quotes left. And then he says quotes, because there is no real capital left in the lowercase U S to speak of any more since the passing of people like Howard Zinn, it's all identity politics, ending his parenthetical insert. And then he ends it with, hopes this helps.
3: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, stopped reading when it got to Alex Rowan's is, is 50% right. I'm like, nope, oh, I'm fucking done. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. I didn't even, I didn't even read the last part of that paragraph. <laughs> what I, here's what I'm, I'm thinking this guy is a true Illuminati. Uh, conspiracy theorists on that yeah, I end was, of it.
0: I was wondering how many other kinds of conspiracy theories this guy believes in. Like, his, does he believe that, you know, JFK was assassinated by some deep state plot? Yeah. Does he think the well, Illuminati exists? And, what about and, Area 51? Yeah. And,
3: and that's where I get the 50% from. If he believes Illuminati and all that kind of shit, I mean, that's where you get the 50% of Alex Jones's right. <laughs> So he sent that
0: and then, you know, so I go out and I look at the links and then he sent us an additional email. And in that one, it just says, so his email is basically just a link. Uh, it's just a YouTube link to this
3: talk delivered by Dr. Devra Davis. Yeah, then the, the it says uh worth listening to it's not about 5g it's about microwaves
0: yeah yeah the subject of the email says worth listening to so i go out and i watch this stupid fucking video that's an hour long yeah that i watch you watch the whole thing yeah i watched the whole fucking thing and would was pausing to go and look up information as she's presenting it so that's like two hours no more than that oh shit (laughs) because it's because it's Searching for the information, reading through the information, finding information to say say if this is true or not, and then going back to the video. So, yeah, much, much more than two hours.
3: You closed off your mind, and you fact-checked.
0: Yeah. What an idiot I am. I'm so Uh, ignorant and closed-minded and only want to believe things that confirm my own current narrative. So I watched this whole fucking stupid goddamn video. Went out and looked at a whole bunch of different resources, looked at the NIH and cancer organizations through both World Health Organization, international organizations, the United States Cancer Institute, looked at... A bunch of things from physicists about different types of radiation, Mm -hmm. ionizing and non-ionizing radiation, what's in our cell phones, when did cell phones, when were cell phones first invented and put into popular use, how long have they been around, the technology behind them, the frequencies they act, they, they act on. Uh, the improvements, the the distance that that radiation can travel, how much is output by phones of various makers and types throughout the time that they've been available for people, the rates of brain cancer, the <laughs> rates of, you know, all different types of cancer throughout the United States and worldwide, if they're going up or down since the advent of phones and their their prevalent use throughout everywhere. And it's all fucking nonsense. It's fucking stupid bullshit nonsense that I wasted hours <laughs> of my life on. <laughs> Because of this fucking uh. prick who sent us this goddamned email. Like, I understand, I understand people believe stupid things, right? But the arrogance with which this guy sent this email yeah. and the condescension was just way too fucking much for me to handle to be like, oh, well, geez, just- if he's gonna be such a fucking prick, maybe it's deserved. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we did something, <laughs> something really wrong. fucking terrible and I should go and make sure that we didn't because this guy was such a fucking condescending, arrogant prick. No, it turns out that he's just a, <laughs> a condescending, arrogant fucking prick. So I decided that I was gonna reply to him. And this is this is after I sent you and Matt, yeah, the- text messages just saying, "I fucking went through that stupid goddamn email for Rob, <laughs> spent hours uh, of my life that I'll never get back." And, and I knew I, sent, I
3: knew exactly what you were talking about because I had read it earlier that day.
0: Yeah, and then I sent. So then I, re- you know, I replied to his email, and the one, the one that he sent that was just the link to the video. With the and that's the other thing is like the subject of his email is longer than the fucking link that he sent us. The yeah. subject says worth listening to it's not about 5G comma, but the topic of microwaves is important to research and comprehend with an open mind. That's the subject of his email. Put that in the body, you stupid motherfucker. If you don't even know how to use email, God damn it so then. I just replied after I watched the video, went through all these other resources, read a whole bunch of shit, spent, honestly, I probably spent five fucking hours on this between <laughs> shit. the time that I read it initially, uh. you know, watched the video the first time, just kind of, you know, in the background while I'm doing other things and then sat down and actually watched it and paid attention and was, you know, doing research when she'd make claims and she's posting different slides and everything, doing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hours and hours of my fucking life. So I just responded back to that and said, no, this was not, quote, worth listening to. She's a kook. <laughs> and then for his other email that was the longer email, my initial reply was just. Maybe you should check some other sources, perhaps not rely on what you hear from a single kook. Also, some semblance of modesty might protect you from conspiratorial thinking and. I- <clears throat> Sorry, I've been yelling a little bit. <laughs> My throat's a little sore. Uh, so, And then I posted a link to uh, a really good informational piece from uh, sciencebasedmedicine.org, which, um, do you listen to, shit, I'm trying to think, uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe? No. Oh, it's a pretty good
3: show. I, 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 I listen to a lot of murder porn.
0: Oh, that's right. You're into the, yeah. you're into the crime stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but so science based medicine. Um, I, I don't know if it's run exclusive. I don't think it's run exclusively from the skeptics guide people, but I know they contribute to it. It's, it's a great resource for a bunch of, uh, health related information. Um, you know, they've got a bunch of stuff on GMOs out there. They got a bunch of stuff on stuff like this, the cell phone <laughs> bullshit. <clears throat> so I, I sent a link. To a page on the sciencebasedmedicine.org site. I'll post that in the show links, by the way, if anybody wants to go and check it out. Um, but this particular link, after looking at a bunch of different stuff, this was like the one thing that kind of goes through and takes like, down a bunch of Dr. Come-
3: Dr. Devra Davis's oh, arguments okay.
0: against... Mobile technology. Is she
3: like the biggest person out there for like cell phones kill you and your microwave is eating your brain? She's definitely
0: one of the more prominent and outspoken critics of mobile technologies and their, their potential health risks and effects to the
3: human population. Um. But well, the, so the only health risk you have is someone watching a movie on their phone while driving and crashing India. His well, I it might be in this
0: article, but there was a kind of a funny thing about you know, we have heard about several people being injured while laying in bed looking at their phones and accidentally dropping it on their faces, <laughs> but that's about it. Um, but so this so this basically goes through Dr. Davis had posted or had written a book and it's called. The truth about cell phone radiation, what the industry has done to hide it, and how to protect your family. And the words truth, radiation, industry, protect, and family are all capitalized
3: fully. The rest are, you know. I didn't even realize that was a book camel cover. Case. I thought that was just the ad on top of the website. No, that's that's the cover of yeah, that's the cover of her book. Yeah, she needs a, another better designer.
0: And so this, and so the website uh, or the page on sciencebasedmedicine.org dot uh, org goes through a lot of the claims in the book and exposes
3: just how bullshit they are. <laughs> this is this is. I also love this on there. National Book Award finalist. <laughs> didn't win anything. You didn't win anything. You just made it to the final I was, round. I was one of the finalists.
0: Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it goes through and, and lists major factual mistake, misstatements, like errors in basic physics, uh, interphone and cell phone use for 10, 10 plus years, talking about a bunch of the different studies that she cites and how she just lies about them in her book and in her presentation. And then they go through and cite the actual studies that she <laughs> mentioned and how she was fucking wrong. And uh, even, even the things that she cites as, Valid studies who claim this, who, who make this claim or whatever she lied about, like the study exists, but then she lies about the claims made in the study or she exaggerates the claims made in the study. Like it's all fucking nonsense. And so I sent him this link and then he, he, uh, just replied back with, now I got to go back to our email here. So then he replies back and says, dismissing people as kooks is intellectually easy. About as easy as calling someone who compares the relationship between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland with North Carolina and South Carolina as, all caps, IGNORANT.
3: Which I still don't know what he's referring to there.
0: I, I don't either because, I like I said, I wasn't about to go back and listen to our, our episode from six months ago well, after doing all this other bullshit. I mean, they
3: both share a border. Yeah. What? Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. And North Carolina South Carolina both share a border. Oh, I got you. Okay. And they both are. They both have oceanfront property. They both have the word Ireland in them.
0: <laughs> so then I just replied and said, <laughs> "Yep, it's super easy." What's great about it's What's great about its ease in this case is that it's also absolutely true. And then he replies and says, "You're absolutely true." Simply keeps you from having an open mind. And sciencebasedmedicine.org dot org has its own agenda. And I replied immediately, or within twenty three minutes, it looks like. And said, oh, what's their agenda? And then he went radio silent. Mm. So maybe he's gone away. Maybe he just got too busy. I don't know. That
3: whole, well, they have their own agenda. It's just another easy cop out.
0: Yeah. Well, they have their own agenda. Okay. Well, what is the agenda? Is it a nefarious agenda or is is their agenda to fucking
3: inform the public about stupid shit like this? To fact check people and to show, hey, here's the actual scientific study they're citing and that's not what it fucking says yeah just
0: just saying that somebody has an agenda doesn't tell me anything about what that agenda is everybody has a fucking agenda what is your agenda that's what i want to know so i asked him and of course he never replied so
3: fuck you rob it's like with snopes (laughs) anytime i i I know i got a lot of right-wing friends that hate that website yeah because it because it exposes it poses a the lot bullshit of bullshit that they believe, yeah. But if there's something on there that they agree with, it go, see how, right there it's Right there it
0: says it on snow." I'm like, oh,
3: but I thought you didn't agree with that website. It's like
0: religious people using science to prove their religious beliefs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's not how it works, people. <laughs> so- <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, my time to me is very valuable and I have a lot of other shit going on. And so when somebody sends me something like this, I'm like, oh, well, maybe we got something wrong. I should call and make yeah. sure that we, you know, that we weren't misleading people because I don't want to live with that burden myself. If I'm wrong about something, I want to know, but no, you're fucking wrong, Rob. And you wasted hours and hours of my fucking life. And then you're being an arrogant prick about it. So fuck
3: you. But now I am kind of interested to go back and find out what we said about Ireland. I'm a little interested, but not, not enough. Because the, Ir- the Ireland I thing see. was all about abortion because they made like, abortion legal and that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's in the show notes that we mentioned yeah. the Ireland. Passing or, or or getting rid of their, their shitty abortion Abortion laws. restriction, yeah. So maybe that's what I was one of us was referring to between. North Carolina, North South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, the, the because North is maybe more progressive. Fucking, and, yeah. Well, I was maybe saying they had horrible fucking abortion issues. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I It's been six fucking months. Yeah. I don't remember I don't everything either. we say
3: on every show. What did I say 10 minutes ago? That's,
0: like the show notes. I put the show notes in there, of course, for our <laughs> listeners so they know. But it's also so that I can refer back and go, when did we talk about, about this that? one thing? Yeah. So, yeah. But thank you all very much for listening. There will... Be another show next week, and hopefully Matthew will be here with us. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be feeling better. Sorry you weren't here with us tonight, man. We missed you. I gave your chair a hug. In your absence. I I don't know why. Like Hugging the chair was weird enough. I don't know why you decided to lick the seat.
3: Well, I had to get the full essence.
0: (laughs) All right. That'll wrap things up for us this evening. I hope you all had an enjoyable time while I ranted about (laughs) <laughs> fucking rob <laughs> and i hope you enjoyed the rest of the show i know it was it was a little it, different I, it was a little different i mean it was and there were some down parts but i mean it was still for me and and i and i hope for the rest of the family still a fairly enjoyable holiday and i hope you guys all had a good holiday also Uh but before we go i want to make sure that we thank our patreon patrons that would be Mr. Alan Firth. Newmania. Christy Kalbach. Gay Theist. Larry Wilson. Stephen Andrews. Let Them Eat Kofefe. Two Skeptical Chaps. Michelle Short. Vanessa. Freethinker215. Captain Samples. Utah Outcasts. Janet Uter. Marius Kot butrakowski Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodopich. Taylor Grin. Angelica Pearson. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy
3: Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Fuzz. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointer. Savita Kuna. And the Purple Dragon. Oh, yeah. Who I haven't seen for a little bit. No, we need to have him come back on here sometime soon.
0: Yes. I wanted to try to meet up with Taboo while he was in town, but the with with the death of the family, like, you know, what between trying to coordinate what the rest of the family's doing and where they're going to be, and if we yeah. need to be here to help the, you know, to... To help entertain them, I can not really entertain them, but just be around while they're in the house and, you know, what their plans are and what our plans are and where we're going to meet mutually and what we're going to be doing. Where, you know, is other family members coming over and then the death in the family and everything. It was like, you know, I, I was just kind of trying to play it by ear. And there was like one day where I, I, got, I sent, <laughs> I sent to you a message and I'm like, Hey man, I know it's short notice, but you know, I'm, I'm free that I'm free tonight. Can you come over and record tonight? And he's like, oh, no, because I, you know, I I was coming out here on a government flight and it got, I got bumped or oh. it got delayed or something. So he was, I think he was still in Japan when I sent that message. And so he came out later and then, then there was the death in the family and then yeah. the holiday
3: and the viewing. And it was just, well, then yeah, he we was spending the holidays with his kids too. And yeah. I had family or Sarah's family was all here, which, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we didn't get to meet up, but. Hopefully next time or or maybe we can just schedule some time if he wants to stay up and Skype with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. But it's been a while. And I'd like to catch up with that guy. He's a good dude. And I know that it's getting a bit late and you've got to drive for a bit. So there will not be yeah. an extended Patreon portion this evening. And it's snowing. And yeah, and it's snowing, and which is why you should get home before it gets too bad out there. Because you've got to drive and I don't. It's only
3: fifty miles.
0: <laughs> only fifty miles <laughs> in the snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. You've got a it's front is it all
3: wheel drive. It's front, front wheel front drive. Yeah. yeah, you'll be fine.
0: You're you're a seasoned pro. You drive you drive a long fucking way a lot.
3: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming over, man. It's yeah. good to see you. Good to catch up for a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to weeks. see you. Yay. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And so until next week. Crucify conspiracy theorists.
3: Leave a review for your 5Gs.
0: (laughs) And rate the show five times a day toward AT&T.